Never Sleepers. Welcome back to another episode of Ross Never Sleeps. I'm your host, Alex Ross. Be sure to head to NeverSleepsNetwork.com for lots of exciting weekly Toronto-made content. This Wednesday, our comic book program, Speech Bubble, with Toronto journalist and activist Erin Broverman, hosts Ting's Chak to discuss her book, Undocumented, The Architecture of Migrant Detention. This is a book that begins to outline the invisible experience of hidden away people in hidden away places. Some really powerful stuff. Also, we're here to welcome our brand new podcast now streaming on NeverSleepsNetwork.com, another comic book program called An Elegant Weapon, and our first ever science program, Singularity.fm. Be sure to check those new programs out on NeverSleepsNetwork.com. And on this episode of Ross Never Sleeps, I get to chat with my favorite type of artists, entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs are like business inventors with a creative edge in their field. They are essentially artists creating a product that entertains and brings joy to their consumers. On this episode of RNS, I interview two podcasters turned inventors who successfully crowdfunded the launch of their very adult activity book called Cockadoodles. What's in a name? Well, Cockadoodles is just that. A coloring book filled with cocks. And no, not the male chickens. Creators Connor Thompson and Chris Elphick came all the way from Hamilton, Ontario to discuss their exciting project hitting Ontario bookshelves and their podcast stuck in the 90s. And on this episode of Ross Never Sleeps, we're here to celebrate the year of the cock to all our Chinese New Year celebrators. This episode is for you. This is Connor Thompson and Chris Elphick from Cockadoodles on Ross Never Sleeps. So you guys came from Hamilton? You guys are Hamilton-based? He's Hamilton-based. I came from Niagara. So how did you guys meet? Oh, we went to high school together. Yeah, we're, from yeah we're, both from, we're both originally from Niagara. And you're friends, but you're kind of in a distance right now. How do you guys come together for this Cockadoodles coloring book? Uh, well, it originated because of our podcast. So I drive back to Niagara once a week, see family and friends, and to record our show. And that's kind of how it came about. Okay, that's very yeah. nice. And you host it at your home? Most of the time. Sometimes I'll go up to Connor's place in Hamilton. But yeah, most of the time we do the recording at my place. So you guys have a portable recorder? Uh, you could say that. You make it portable. We have yeah. a 2009 MacBook Pro. All right. No big deal. Yeah. Don't mean to show off, make you feel embarrassed. So you With guys... The, uh, MacBook air in front of uh, yeah, I don't don't like uh, this episode of ross never sleeps is not sponsored by mac uh you guys do a podcast that 90s podcast you guys do coloring book for adults are you guys trying to just throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks what came first how did you guys know that you guys wanted to do this kind of stuff together what what, what makes you want connor and chris what team force We've been coming up with stupid business ideas since high school. The podcast was admittedly Chris's idea. It's the the more wholesome of the two. 
So I, f- I feel like, bit. yeah, I feel like you feel better about people knowing that. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I'm comfortable telling people about the podcast. I'm less comfortable telling people about the coloring book. Absolutely. Why though? Surprisingly, it hasn't been that much of a touchy subject. But in my mind, I'm just envisioning everything going wrong. I mean, you have to understand the success of an adult coloring book is due to where we are in today's world. Oh yeah, you're uh, you're not wrong. <laughs> Thank it, you. It's still it's it's still just I don't know, it's something that I shouldn't have trouble approaching it, but yeah, here we are. Well, let's talk a little bit about cockadoodles sure. before we get too ahead of ourselves. We'll get back to your podcast as well. But you're here t- today to talk about cockadoodles. So you guys have always been making up these kind of funny or interesting kind of business plans. You guys are born entrepreneurs. You guys have day jobs? Absolutely. Uh, I work in finance. Okay. I have a retail job. Great. So, you know, I'm always trying to dream of something <laughs> not retail. Okay, great. So that's that's what I'm saying, though. You guys are, are clearly together stronger than by yourselves and you guys want to work like i mean the best part of having a business partner is if they can also be your friend absolutely so what are some of the craziest business ideas you guys ever came up with before the 90s podcast and cockadoodles we want to open a grilled cheese shop okay. here's here's the pitch <laughs> so it's in it's in niagara falls I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with clifton hill well yes and i'm For also the- familiar with gorilla cheese i am also familiar being in Hamilton with Gorilla Cheese. That's right. Uh, so our idea was to open a grilled cheese shop near Clifton Hill, you know, which is right by the falls for you know those who aren't familiar. Open up this joint that serves just a $5 meal. So it's grilled cheese, fries, and a pop, five bucks, in and out super quick. Maybe we sell borderline offside t-shirts. Maybe it's called cheese and teas. Who knows? Cheese you know? and yeah, that teas. Was, that was the idea at one point. <laughs> half grilled cheese, half t-shirts. Yeah, we're hawking up a whole bunch of weird stuff. But that is an expensive idea. A coloring book full of ding-dongs. Relatively cheap to make. But neither of you guys are artists. Well, I mean... Not particularly. I, I have a design... I have, I have a, a web design background, okay. but drawing things has always been sort of a challenge. I, I fail at a stick figure half the time. I mean, thankfully, we're all men here. And Cockadoodles, which is an adult coloring book that is based around male genitalia. Yeah. So it's not like you're unfamiliar. I've seen a few wieners, if that's what you're right. getting to. You know, <laughs> even as a straight man, whatever you may be, we've all seen at the gym or otherwise, wieners that aren't our own. It comes up, yeah, at, at, at the gym, at a poker game, whatever. <laughs> it, it comes up. Nice. Excellent, excellent. Okay, so, you know, I figure if I'm going to be an artist that's going to produce some sort of business type of art, maybe not necessarily going to be up in any kind of AGO, well, but hopefully, we never know one day, but oh, I God. mean, a coloring book sounds ideal. You know, it's half of a piece of art, if you think about it. And our original idea was to commission every page. So using services like Fiverr, that sort of thing, where you can pay people to make art that you can use commercially. We thought that might be the way to go. So spend you know a few hundred dollars getting all of this dick art and then go from there. Uh, and we went that route. We tried two different people yeah. to just see what their dicks looked like. And they were not impressive dicks, if I, if I can be frank about it. They were not great. So we decided that we could do it better ourselves. I had to learn how to draw. Well, you had to learn how to draw on a computer, too, which is yep. not like drawing a dick on a notebook. 
It is not. I had to, uh, I went to the Hamilton Public Library. I got a membership to lynda.com. I downloaded Inkscape. I followed all the tutorials. It was a couple months by the time I got half decent at it. Yeah, wow. yeah I guess that was one thing that you had to do that I didn't. Yeah. I Vector art is something I'm at least more familiar with. Yeah. More familiar with it now, but... So that's great. So you have this great idea. You're like, okay, guys, we're doing business plans. What's popular right now? Well, sexuality. Um, what exists that's getting popular? Well, adult coloring books, but not necessarily of the, you know, adult nature, adult nature, let's say. But now you guys are like, hey, like, let's go to the next level. You know, how is there not an adult coloring book that's actually adult? How, do, how does this idea brew? How do you make it to the first page? And then now you guys have an Indiegogo page that's successful let's like let's be honest here you're you're going towards a second goal you've already reached your first now you have in front of me these incredible like i haven't seen a coloring book i I can't tell you the last time i've held a coloring book (laughs) so this looks beyond real like this is like this is like something you could see in sex shops or that's the goal you know yeah or like i mean this is the thing is do these things need to be masterpieces no that's the idea these are for fun party gifts or just gifts in general and these are great. Congratulations to you guys. It's not an easy feat for any entrepreneur to come up, especially with a friend. It's tougher. It's sometimes it's easier by mm-hmm. yourself. But with two people coming together, proving that they can accomplish something, I give you guys kudos. So oh, thank you. congratulations. Thank you so I'm looking through it now. I'm seeing uh Two genitalia in one hand. Absolutely. Oh, se- I see sexting. I see comparing your penis to things that are be around uh, your day to day life. I love this. Where did you guys get the ideas? Like who who said page one? Uh, I want my penis to be looking like it's on the subway tracks. Someone's just exposing themselves. <laughs> yeah. You know, on the TTC. Maybe hopefully it's like uh, one of the the shepherd lines. So not too many people on there, like Bazarian or. Something. Something. Well, yeah, maybe maybe a night train. Night train for sure. It started out. I mean, page one is the initial drawing, which I actually dug up. I showed Chris earlier. I'm going to frame it and hang it at my house because that's important. The first page that we did for it was there's a popular picture online of how to draw a cat, where you draw a penis and then just add cat features. So we reversed it, where you draw a cat and then erase the cat features oh. for a dick. So I drew that, showed it to Chris, we laughed, and then we storyboarded. So we thought of every kind of dick that we knew, we wrote them all down, and then we just started looking around and it kind of developed so we would make a drawing and then that would lead to an idea for two more. So we storyboarded everything and then we ended up including puzzles too. So there's a word search and a crossword, uh, connect the dots, that sort of thing. And do you bring your your work home with you? Let me try that again. Do you bring your work home with you or to your other jobs? Do you ever like at the office and find yourself, you know, Eureka, I have this amazing idea for where this next cock is going to be. Yes. I work from home. So, yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> it definitely has. It definitely has happened. Like I said, I work in retail. I do a lot of uh, computer based stuff and we had spent a year making dick jokes and dick puns and just dick this and dick that. And then it started to bleed through into my real, into work. At one point, I think a customer was asking me about a Bluetooth dongle, one of the little USB things you'd have to plug into your computer. I know where this is going. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think the device didn't include one. And I'm like, or, or something like that. And at some point, just I frustratingly said, sir, I, 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 do, I have not seen your dongle. And then immediately backtraced and said, that sounded really bad. I do not know about, I don't know what's going on. So where 
does it come to you outside of, you know, day-to-day life? So you're, you're, you're walking around the streets. You're like, oh, this is going to be a perfect idea for the book. Any, any kind of ideas where you're, you're kind of just like had a, your own eureka moment where you're like, oh, this is definitely going in the book. Well, the subway image you talked about, that line, that yellow, you know, do not cross line. Chris thought it'd be really funny if the dick was extending over yeah. that line. You don't cross the yellow line, but, but it it's did. across the yellow line. Now, as a man... Yeah. Who pays attention to his own cockadoodle oh. quite, you know, on average every day. You know, what's it like drawing? You're not your own dongle. Doesn't make you feel great. It doesn't make you feel it great. Really no, it, it fills you it fills you with a weird discomfort. I it's think this is the I'm point where to. we say that we are straight, not that there's anything wrong sure. with that. Yeah, I am. Um, but that, I think that made it more difficult because we were looking at a lot. I've seen a lot of things on the internet that I wish I did not see. Yeah. What, what makes... Uh, the perfect cockadoodle cock. It's a pun. I think our best pages are the ones that are punny. So yeah, I think the ones like that... there's there's a few like there's a Prince Albert in there. Is it particularly funny? No. Is it appalling to look at a little bit? But there's there's one in there where the guy has a really gnarly tattoo that says "Welcome aboard." And two days ago, I was sent a picture from someone who bought our book that said, "Hey, I have the matching tattoo," and he has a tattoo on his waistline that says "Welcome aboard." Well, and that's guys, on our Facebook page now. I hate to break it to you, yeah, this is you're opening Pandora's box here. Oh, absolutely. Like, oh, yeah. Your success is gonna come. Mm-hmm. With, you know, fans really showing you how they feel. And and that's uh, sort of exactly what we want. We want people to be coloring these, sharing them, and we want to see what people are coming up with because there's a lot of different ways to color in a dick. At the end of the day, if you're creating a product, the goal is to make it go viral. So we kind of went into this with the notion like dicks are funny. People will laugh at that. Maybe they'll share it too. Let's see if we can make it go viral. And so getting things like that really help. And how are you encouraging that? Are you offering free copy for good shares kind of stuff. We did that to start. So on our Facebook page, we offered, hey, you know, share this before Sunday night and we'll give you two copies of the book, which we actually did. We got all of 18 shares from it. But what really took off was I emailed every college and university newspaper across Canada and basically said, hey, you know, you're going to be writing Christmas wish list sort of articles. We have a coloring book full of ding dongs. Students love dick jokes. Sure. Pick this up. And a whole bunch of them did. So who's your market? That's a great question. Initially, we thought it was women, middle-aged women, who would laugh and give this to their friends. Why did you think that? Because you know, women love dicks, probably. Okay, probably. That was, I don't... Hey, this is not based on market research. <laughs> no, this, no, is, I... this is a hope and a wish. And let's give the full disclaimer. You guys are two youthful dudes who are just trying to have some fun, be entrepreneurs. Yeah. And this is a great idea. You know, people think about this stuff all the time. It's the execution. And that's why you guys are here today, because I'm a big fan of anybody that's going to take their idea and bring it to life. And, you know, we all think going in, this is how things are supposed to be done. But I'm sure, you know, the experience that you've had, that's why I want you here today, because I need to know, you know, share your information with not necessarily future cockadoodle artists, or I'm just saying entrepreneurs that are learning about their craft. So what did you learn? And well, as as we went along, so we, we put up the Indiegogo, we launched it, we made a Facebook page, we started doing Facebook advertising, like very little, just kind of geared toward that 18 to 35 year old woman and it didn't do a heck of a lot for us 
So I'd started contacting colleges and universities, got a really positive response, did a whole bunch of interviews. Um, Western made a really funny video. Yeah, that was That good. got a couple thousand shares. Except for the part where they uh, declared me a Western alumni. They did declare you a Western. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I expect my degree in the mail. <laughs> yeah. So that was a whole thing. Oh, that's how they um, tied you into the story. Yeah. yeah. And so we started getting a little bit more traction from that. A friend of mine suggested posting it on the Hamilton subreddit. Reddit is a stickler, as I think we all know. They're very picky about what they like. Threw it out there and said, hey, you know, I'm in Hamilton right now. Made this comic book full ding-dongs. Maybe you'll like it. And it got picked up by the CBC. So CBC Hamilton wrote a story on us. And then that went big. It was picked up by every CBC yeah, online a lot of local outlet. CBCs. Yeah. Their Facebooks were sharing it. And then that was getting a lot of shares on other people's Facebooks and, and you know, just making the rounds. We went cool. from $1,500 to 5000 in a few days. Wow. So it, it boomed from there. And then mm. we started finding out, well, okay, it's not just women who like this. It's guys who want to buy an embarrassing gift for their friends. It's gay guys. Love it. And I mean, it makes sense. A lot of them were messages. Oh my God, I'm going to buy this for all my boyfriends. This is hilarious. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. We're on board with that. That's what we're here for. So what were your biggest orders? Uh, we got a few orders for 20. So it was like whole workplaces nice. that got in on it. Oh, yeah, that's those, great. Those are going in, I think. Yeah. And we had a bunch of individual people who bought, you know, four, six, one of our high school teachers. How many did he end up getting? He ended up, I eight. think, with Eight. Eight. We, we got a bunch of these out to our high school teachers. They're so proud. Yeah, it was, uh, let me tell you, it's kind of weird going into your old high school carrying a, carrying a bag full of these books. It's funny because it's not pornography. It's not, but it's still not the kind of thing you should be opening in the hallway of a high school. Oh, right. Not. Sure. It does say 18 plus adults only yeah. on the front. That being said, oh, I still haven't sent him this, but uh, my high school gym teacher, he bought a couple books. And he was saying that he wants to use a couple pages in health class. Which is just tear to my eye. Exciting. Yeah. So if I go to Indiegogo and just type cockadoodles, yep. just like it sounds, yep. you'll find your page. Yep. Yep. Your first goal, you said, was 5,000. Yeah. There, there's no second goal after that. It goes to what's called in demand. Wow. So the, the whole campaign was November 1st to December 1st. And then after that, that's just a platform to sell the books on. That's amazing. And so. why not stay here? Why do you have to go to a website? Just for somebody who's an entrepreneur, what, like who's using Indiegogo or Kickstarter mm-hmm. or whatever the platform is what were the benefits of using indiegogo i think the big benefit between indiegogo and kickstarter is that indiegogo allows for a wider breadth of project Mm -hmm. so we actually when we came up with the idea this was late 2015 um, by the middle of 2016 someone had done something similar but they ran through indiegogo so we did a bit of research into why they did that. Um, and Indiegogo is just a little more fast and loose with what they'll allow. So when we saw that they were able to do something similar to us, we yeah. jumped on and said, okay. Also, I think Indiegogo, even Kickstarter, they provide a trusted platform that people can uh, can sort of get on board with. Yep. It's a little weird to just throw up a website with maybe a PayPal button and say, give us money. With something like Indiegogo, at least there's a, an entity, a large entity sort of behind it so if everything goes to hell i think there is you know the people backing the project have at least some kind of recourse and to be fair to indiegogo like they supported us too during the campaign we were listed in their art section so we had a little medal on our page amazing and yeah that's another thing people can browse indiegogo It, it puts you on a larger site 
where people can find you more easily. Yep. And also, it just makes the, everything seem a little more... Legitimate. Yeah. Well, congratulations. It says here on your Indiegogo page, 125%. Your goal yeah. is even now a quarter additional. Yep. That's impressive, guys. So, oh, I was so excited. Yeah, so when, when you finally reach your goal... What, where does your mind go? Where, are you like, oh, no, now we got to do one on vaginas? Like, what's the like, where does your brain go? We were talking about that on the way here. Uh, well, I think first and foremost, we want to get these in front of people. Cockadoodles succeeded because people saw it. And when people see it, they like it. So now it's just a matter of getting it in front of eyeballs. Yeah. Uh, so I think the first goal is to try and get it in retail see where we can really send this thing. But we're not resting on our laurels about it. There will be another project probably this year that we move forward with. It's just a matter of how we want to tackle it. Would you consider working with other artists? Like I know costs are to be considered at yeah. all time, but do you ever maybe have like a guest spot, maybe like a guest centerfold by anybody? I'd be open to the idea. I would be open to that. Yeah, especially like like collaborating is always good. Maybe just a, a Banksy centerfold. Oh my god, <laughs> Banksy! I don't think he. I don't. I don't imagine that happening. Yeah, no, I don't think his publicist is widely uh, reachable. Yeah. So you are in Toronto today. Yeah. Thank you for coming all the way from Hamilton to promote this. Are you going to spend the day maybe going to places like Condom Shack or you know sex shops all around Toronto and just kind of do you hand out a book and say, hey, we'd love to put this on your shelf? What I've been doing is going into like a few sex shops, that sort of place, showing them what we've got and just getting information. So who does the buying? How do I contact them? Collecting that information. Like I just finished sending out 325 emails to buyers, like to people who backed us just to say, hey, thanks. You know, here's all of our information. So here's our Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter, so on and so forth. Share whatever you like, as long as it's appropriate. And thanks. You know, here are a couple other links if you want to buy more. Boom. And we're, we're just finished with that. So now that we've taken care of everyone who made this what it is, now we're going to move into that retail space. Are you hesitant to ask kind of non-sex shops about hosting your book? I mean, I, off the top of my head, what about comedy clubs, cafes? I know that the Underground Comedy Club, uh, 670 Queen Street East, she's always doing coloring book days or like Sunday okay. afternoons and there and she's very sex positive. So I'll give you her contact. That's Joey Baker at uh, 670 Queen Street East. We talk to her a lot. Uh, well, we, we host a lot of the comedians on our other shows that perform at her club a lot. And she's a big adult coloring book okay. and she's very sex positive. So I think you guys should consider going to bars yeah we're yeah. we've been talking about bars even places like head shops a lot of uh, vinyl record shops tend to get into pretty weird stuff too so anywhere that will stock it as long as they're happy to have us we are happy to stock them yeah pretty much i um, i can't really think of any retailers i would be opposed to having this in like that no. would be yeah i don't know and so what is the kind of weirdest, you know, merchant that you've approached? Have you heard back from anybody that you didn't kind of expect to hear back from other than, of course, schools? I, do, I don't think so. We've been pretty light. Like we haven't straight up gone into a shop and said, hey, will you put this on the shelf? Actually, no, that's not true. I did for my local comic book shop. There you go. The guys who were working behind the counter said, oh, yeah, we'll take that. We'll put that on the shelf for you for sure. Well, and then the owner said, oh, no, thank you. So no, thank you. No. Well, I mean, just because one says no doesn't mean they'll all say no. Oh, and, no. and especially comic books. That's a great uh, place to. Yeah, yeah, that is also very, very interesting. So what's next for cockadoodles? Like, are, you know, are you ever going to do like a paint by numbers or like, you know, do you want to keep it kind of a basic kind of fun 
coloring book? What about an app? What about a website? We're talking about making a website now. Like we definitely yeah. want to have our own store for sure. Um, but our business itself, the more we grow it, the more we want to have that kind of centralized location. So that'll definitely be something that we crank out hopefully relatively soon. And maybe get people to kind of send you ideas. Yeah, for, absolutely. I mean, instead like, of having guest uh, artists, you could just use the pe- the things that people share. Yeah, if someone gives us a good idea and they want to plug in a coloring book, oh yeah, I would be absolutely fine with that. And they get the credit if they want. Maybe sure. their Instagram or something is featured on it. Yeah, absolutely. Like we're we're really open to all of that. It's just a matter of sitting down and actually hammering it out. So while Cockadoodles is kind of fresh in everyone's minds, we want to get that out into the world, uh, and then. While it's kind of out there, like if we can get into a couple retail stores, okay, we've got it. It's going. We can print more at any time if we need to. Now let's make something else. I'd also go to like bridal stores. I know it sounds like it'd be a little bit proper or too proper rather. It does. But I mean, they're the ones who's also giving them ideas for bachelorettes. And, yeah. and you know, I mean, even just to walk into these companies and ask, you know, hey, we just are interested in, do you recommend somebody for the bridal shower for the bachelorette party? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, you'd be surprised these people have those resources. And even maybe them might be interested in being a retailer for you. And we know there are people who do Fantasia parties and that sort of thing. What's a Fantasia party? Oh, a Fantasia party is where a rep from this company will bring sex toys to your house for you and your friends to, you know, ogle. You mean they're not watching classic Disney movies? Yeah, that's, that, what, they're that's what not. I thought. No, it's not a Mickey Mouse magical sort of thing. I mean, I, I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, congratulations <laughs> to you guys. You guys also have a podcast. So you yes. guys are very busy guys. So you, you're pushing this Cockadoodles comic book, which is so much fun. I, I'm even just having it in my hand and just flipping through. It's just like so funny. Like, I mean, it's not... Nothing is like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? It's just this absolutely entertaining. And, you know, I'm not really a crafty guy. I wouldn't really necessarily sit down and color it myself. But I would definitely give this is a perfect bachelorette gift. Like, I'm surprised that uh, this isn't picking up on that market alone. But you also have a podcast. We do. On the bachelorette point, we're getting there. I've got a few friends who are going to bachelorettes this year who have already said, hey, stash 10 aside for me. Well, you, a, it'll yeah, be a thing. You guys are the age, you know? You guys are probably around under 30. All your friends are yeah. going to be getting married damn soon. So start to, you know, do it's the local there. grassroots yeah. marketing. <laughs> as far as uh, the podcast goes, it's called Stuck in the 90s. So we started that January, January 2016. January of last year, yeah. yeah right, <laughs> right at the new year. That's actually gone really well. So what we do is we go back, so say, you know, January 1st to 7th, 1990. We'll go back. We'll look at the news from that week. We basically walk you through what it was like living in that week. So we'll talk about, you know, news, not super political, a little bit though. Um, It it got a little political. It did, especially around the election. did last year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Otherwise though, we'll talk about movies, music, trends, video games. Like a lot of it's, we were kids of the nineties. So a lot of it's based on our childhood. Um, But we, I think we give a pretty well-rounded idea. Especially in the earlier nineties, because we don't, we weren't exactly forming lasting memories at that point. And what they were, were playing in sandboxes and things like that. It's really not until the later 90s where we get a lot of our personal experience. And there are definitely pros and cons to that. I think in the early 90s, we touch on a lot of we we get to learn a lot of things. I've exposed myself to a lot of new music that I wasn't even really aware existed back in the 90s or or have just better acquainted myself with stuff that I sort of knew in passing. Yeah. We do a lot of research for it. Like this week, our fake we have fake sponsors. Uh, This week, we were sponsored by Leaded Gasoline. 
Leaded gasoline. Leaded gasoline. Yeah, which I, I thought was done in like the 70s or 80s. Wasn't outlawed in the U.S. until 95. Wow. So there's a lot of homework that goes into it. So you're learning. You're almost becoming kind of these like fake historians in a way. Yeah, like it's it's entertainment first and foremost. We're not presenting news. We're not journalists. But we definitely hope that people are learning something from it. And we- it's a weekly podcast? Yes. Yeah, once per week. And it's 52 episodes per year yeah oh yeah of the said year like so if i'm gonna go to oh, your no we do no, a we, yeah year. we jump around oh, so you jump around so it's yeah. not like very it's not super duper chronicle like this week no because every week, we yeah this it's, year, it's, every week. it's this week different years yeah so okay, every 10 weeks we do a full cycle of those 10 years so where can we see cockadoodles online and where can we see stuck in the 90s we have a whole bunch of links. So cockadoodles first. Uh, if you go to facebook.com slash very adult book, because they wouldn't let us use cockadoodles. Really? Probably because it has the word doodles in it. Yeah. Um, they wouldn't let us <laughs> use that. So facebook.com slash very adult book. Otherwise, if you Google cockadoodles, it'll bring you to our Indiegogo page. You can read <laughs> the whole bunch of articles that have been done on us, which is also fun. Uh, as far as the, the podcast oh, goes. The website. Hmm? The website oh, for the it. website too, yeah. yeah. Uh, so our business is called This Isn't Necessary. So if you go to thisisntnecessary.com currently, that redirects to the Indiegogo so people can pick it up there. Uh, the, the Facebook, or everything for the podcast, sorry, our website for that is stuckinthe90spodcast.com. Uh, we can be found on Facebook at Stuck in the 90s. The Instagram is also Stuck in the 90s. Uh, our Twitter, Stuck in the 90s podcast. Stuck in the 90s podcast, that's right. Uh, the Twitter is SIT90s. We're all over the place. Yeah, and if you go to Stuck in the 90s podcast.com, that has a link to most of that stuff. Most of everything. Yeah. And it's good to have both projects going simultaneously because you can get kind of sick of cocks. You it's can. nice to be able to break from one thing, jump into another thing, and still be productive. Yep, but it always comes back to the dicks. Yeah, always. Always. Now, why do you think that is? What do you think it is about 2017 that cockadoodles can not only exist, but thrive? I thought you were going to say throb, but you didn't. <laughs> um, I think the 2016, 2017, like these are even in history, very stressful years for everybody. So a, an entirely joke book like this, like there's nothing political about this book. It's not making a statement. It's not, there is one page that could be construed as political, but really it's just a fun thing. And I think these last two years, more than ever, people need just fun, mindless jokes. And that's what this is. Yeah. And like you said, we are, or like you sort of touched on, we are a more sex positive culture now than we used to be 10, yep. 20 years ago. So that helps us, uh, that helps out a lot as well. Absolutely. What is the next? What, like I, I made a joke, vagina doodles, but come on, you guys must have thought of some better ideas of what, what's coming up or you don't have to share them. I don't, I don't want you to give away all your secrets, but like what's next? What's in the think tank? Cockadoodles too. Sounds like cockadoodle do. So that alone might elicit a second version just yeah. for the pun. We're big on puns or um, cockadoodles too. Let erectic, erectic boogaloo. boogaloo. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's... Erectic yeah. boogaloo. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So that could be a thing. To be honest, when we were cocked down to... Sorry, guy. <laughs> it's okay. just... It writes itself. It really it does. does. Yeah. This, is how, this is how the book happened. You just get into that mindset and it's, it's just... True. You just roll with it. Imagine a year of this. <laughs> it doesn't get old. Guys, I hate to break it to you. This is your life now. It, it kind of is. Yeah. So we were actually borderline chastised for not having a vagina coloring book to come out with at the same time. Okay. Um, our feelings toward it were, A, we're more familiar with dicks, unfortunately, but B, 
dick jokes are a thing. Are vagina jokes a thing? Can we do that? Do you think there's almost a larger market for cocks to be colored in than for vaginas? You know, like you said it yourself, you you thought women would be your main market, mm-hmm. but it's almost a, a smaller market compared to a homosexual market. You know, or comparative. Yeah, absolutely. And well, and that's just it. It's just market economics, right? I think that there's probably a larger market for dicks. I don't know. It'd be fun to find out. And we might. We might. Yeah. It's ideas have been brewing and we don't know. To be clear, vaginas are and can be funny. Oh, absolutely. But how I see it is... With external genitalia, there's more to color in. It's easier to draw. It's easier to (laughs) color. When you were in when you were in high school, how many vaginas did you see scribbled into desks? Very true. Dicks were everywhere. Vaginas are hard to draw. Oh yeah, there were dicks, and then those weird S things. Yeah, the Superman S's. Everybody did those Superman S's, right? Uh, Well, everybody, you know, always, you know, reminisces about the scene in Superbad. Yeah. So, do you guys? Take a little bit from that, that idea of, you know, when we were all kind of teenagers, we all have this obsession, especially because we're all developing our bodies and understanding that development. And, you know, your prime age of 13-ish when we're all like, oh, my God, I have this external play, this connected to me external play <laughs> thing. I'm, I'm obsessed about it, right? And that doesn't stop. Uh, for, you know, disclaimer, once you hit that age, that doesn't, oh, yeah. that doesn't slow down in no. any way, shape or form. So that's my, that's when I first thought about this coloring book. I'm like, I would just be watching that super bad scene over and over again and getting amazing. So those, those are some of the best drawn cocks I've ever seen. Well, oh, yeah, they, yeah, that's their own book. Level. Yeah. Yeah, oh, they, yeah. Do they? They do have their own book. I don't know. I don't know if it's a coloring book. I didn't super look into it. Uh, but the idea that that's kind of the one scene in the movie that everyone fondly reminisces really pushed us to make this coloring book because we thought, oh, well, everyone loves that. Mm-hmm. And like, years later, we'll still sometimes talk about it if it comes up in conversation. So maybe we can build on that. And that's that's kind of what. Yeah, was it was it was definitely point. at least a bit of an inspiration. I think the dicks that we have in here are a lot different. They are. Theirs are a lot more. Cartoony. Sort of, and they're acting out things like the, the Tiananmen, Tiananmen Square. Square. Yeah. Exactly. But that's the first one that comes to mind. I See, know. Like, and I, I think it really it was a really good jumping off point yeah. for for something like this. Now, is the difference between pornography and what cockadoodles is, is penetration? Is it flat out, you know, an act, a sex act versus just kind of let it all hang out there? What's your opinion on that? I think it's a probably a few factors. Uh, some of what you said. Also, I think when it comes down to it, people are going to have... I don't think p- people are looking at this book and going, oh, yeah, that's... That's something that arouses me. I don't think that's what yeah. people get out of this. I think you're absolutely true. And I look at this and I'm amazingly amazed how I'm extremely amused at how kind of well done this is. Like, this is not a kid's coloring book, but it kind of looks like it. But that kind of is the appeal to it. I really admire your hard work, guys. And I wish the best for you guys in the years to come. Thank you, Connor and Chris from Cockadoodles. Check out their Indiegogo page, their website again. Uh, this isn't necessary.com. Check them out. They're that's 90s podcast. You guys are busy, busy guys. Thank you for coming in to the RNS studios. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Thank you very much. Take care. <laughs> <laughs>